Good evening, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode 24 of the Matt and Matt O'Scale Train Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Matt Suzuha. Matt, how you doing tonight, buddy? Fantastic. How about yourself, man? Good, good, good. I'm doing I'm doing well. I'm I'm ready. You know, tonight we're actually doing one of our favorite topics, and uh we are going to do a catalog review. And tonight we're doing the Lionel 2021 Volume 2 catalog. So that was released this morning. And uh and I should say that's July 16th, so whenever this comes out. Uh, so you uh, understand what this morning means. <laughs> uh, and we are going to cover the entire catalog from front to back for you guys. Now, hopefully everybody did their due diligence and uh, went through the catalog and gained some interesting information that you might want to bring up or what you like, what you don't like, what you're going to pre-order, uh, what, you, uh, what you have in your cart but haven't clicked buy yet. And uh, maybe some stuff that you're just a little not too happy about so now uh for those listeners out there we uh we won't be heading into this review alone so we have two special guests tonight now assisting me with the west and the midwest railroads is none other than johnny from the Automus youtube channel johnny how are you doing tonight sir i'm doing wonderfully how are you matt i'm doing fine now johnny's interview uh, was back in episode 18. So I uh, I recommend that uh, you folks check that out if you have not listened to that episode yet. Now, assisting on the East Coast, this sounds like it's like an all-star game, East versus West. Uh, assisting on the East Coast is Maddie C from the Maddie C Trains YouTube channel. Maddie C, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing great. I am so glad to be back. Um, this is going to be a really fun uh, review. Uh, the catalog here looks great and uh, just happy to do it with a great group of guys here. Awesome. And thank Yeah. I appreciate you coming on you and Johnny. Thank you both for, for <coughs> excuse me. Thank you both for uh, joining us tonight. Thanks now. For uh, yeah, no problem. Now Maddie C interview uh, can be found back in episode 21. So please check that out when you get a chance. Uh, that was a really great interview as well. All right. So uh, Matt, Z, unless you had anything that you wanted to bring up before we uh, we dive in, uh, no, I'm ready to go. I think this is gonna be fun. We got you know Johnny and Maddie C. I'm excited to hear all their opinions on what's in here. This is a good catalog. I like it a lot. So let's go. All right. So, uh, so for the listeners out there, if you do want to follow along, you can go ahead and, and uh, make your way to to Lionel's website. And on the front page there, you can actually download the 2021 Volume 2 catalog. And you can just kind of follow along through the uh, through the podcast here. We're going to go page by page. I promise you, we won't skip around. And then uh, we'll also announce the pages that we obviously move to so you can kind of keep track of things. All right. So, gentlemen, the Lionel 21 21 Lionel 21 21 catalog we've gone to the future what are we, the Jetsons 100 years are trains affordable yet legacy 10 <laughs> and there's there's a uh, there's a new engine and it's only 40 grand so <laughs> all right anyway all right we're going we're going in the way back machine back to 2021 20, volume 2 catalog 
I've I'm looking at the front page right now. There's I'm a child inside of an acella or I, I <laughs> too far uh, back, too far back. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm guessing that's either some type of, uh, Excella or something. So I don't know. Okay. I'm skipping to, uh, I don't know. Uh, anybody it, it know what kind like, of engine that kid's yeah, it in? Looks like an acella, I, I think it's an acella. Okay. That, that Man. totally <laughs> passes, uh, OSHA reg- regulations. 100%. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> This catalog's already already uh, you know <laughs> illegal. So, all right, all right. God, getting to the table of contents, uh, you know, there's page listings. Well, on the right hand side, it's it's showing us, uh, you know, the the phone app and the new like live kind of streaming thing you can do. The Lionel voice control and then the the voice streaming and recording. So let's go ahead and, and I'm on page four and we have O scale. So this is uh, obviously the highlight of the catalog in most cases. And then page six, we're going to hit the steam engines first. And uh, well, page eight and well, page eight and nine, I believe we are in for a huge surprise. We have the 10, I'm sorry, the 10, the two 10 O's. And uh, I think these are going to be a, all-out hit on the East Coast for sure. Now, I'm going to... The way we're going to do it is I'm going to go ahead and... I'm going to do the steams, then I'm going to ha- pass the moderation over to Matt Z for the diesels. I'm going to go down and kind of just go over each of the road names, maybe some special features, and then we're just kind of going to go around, do like a round table kind of thing where we kind of see what everybody thinks. So... At the very top, we got a great Western number 90. We got a Strasburg 90, uh, which is a 1990s version. We have a Strasburg number 90, 2000 version. We have a Strasburg number 90, 20, well, it's 1976 slash 2020 version. We have a great Western uh, number 90 from the 2000s. We have a Seaboard Airline number 525. We have an um, um, Osage Railway, number 10. Hopefully I said that right. And these are just so you know, these are all brass hybrids. All right. Uh, So they have all the standard legacy features. They have legacy Bluetooth control. There is fan-driven smoke and whistle steam. There is road-specific crew talk. So just like kind of like the vision line, there is road-specific crew talk on all of these. and. It has the new like sound package from Lionel. So each one has five different whistles and five different bells. So you can kind of choose the one that fits your style the best. And LED lighting and bicolor class uh, class marker lights, which is something that Lionel's been doing for the last couple of years. It is 19 inches in length from the front of the lo- loco to the uh, rear of the tender. And the minimum curve here is 054. Now, this is um, obviously this is kind of a huge East Coast thing. Uh, I, I'll just kind of do my spiel here for about 10 seconds because I don't really follow this. But I can tell you that these are absolutely stunning looking. If I was an East Coast guy, I would definitely be ordering one of these myself. Uh, with that said, I'm going to... Uh, I'm actually going to pass this over to Maddie C. Uh, I think this is uh, a big one for him. So I, I want to hear his opinion and what he thinks. 
where do I start? So, um, when I first saw the reveal from the LCCA Summit that they showed on YouTube, my first thought was, no, they didn't really make this. I am not in this world right now where they actually finally produced this model. Because I told myself way back when, when I was, oh gosh, I was in middle school. So I was in seventh grade. I was like 11 years old. And I was, this was nothing to me more than a fantasy. What if Lionel would actually produce something like this? And when they finally show the render of this model, I, I be honest with you guys, I don't like getting sentimental too, too much, but this was the, I, I had a couple tears in my eyes. Cause this was a model that I genuinely thought was never, ever feasibly possible in this scale. And, you know, there, there's always something about the Lionel magic that they still have to this day. And um, when when they finally showed this off, I'm like, you know, the, the old saying goes, dreams really do come true. And that just goes to show with this model um, to, I'm sure, many, many, many people besides myself. Um, for me, this is going to be a slam dunk. This is going to be, I would say, Lionel's putting the most effort into this model and this isn't even a vision line product, which is really saying something. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really speechless, guys. Uh, I have a fond history with this engine. I go back to this was the first steam engine I ever saw when I was four years old. I was the first time I ever went on a vacation with my parents. Um, and I last year, I had the privilege of actually operating the locomotive firsthand. Um so this is no brainer to me that this is a slam dunk model. I am one. I already have it on pre-order. Um, I think it's great that they are putting the absolute most time and effort into the engine because they uh, they actually said that they went to Strasbourg and they've been working with Strasbourg Railroad for the last two years to produce this model, and they actually got actual recordings of 90. So we are going to get everything that you think of when you see and hear this engine in person, it's going to be in this model from the whistle to the bell, to the crew talk. It's, it's unbelievable that they're finally making this model. I am absolutely overjoyed. Um, I'm really happy that they're showcasing all the other paint schemes of this model's history. Um, So we're going to have literally every version of 90 that is known to man since her arrival to Strasbourg in 1967. So um, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm sure there's a lot of other East coast guys out there that are just jumping for joy. Um, Lionel, thank you for producing this model. Um, it was quite the struggle. If you think about it, this has been an up and down model. Like Lionel has been like teasing it for the last, I would say four or five years. And here we go. So very, very happy guys. Yeah, I guess they uh, I guess they did their homework too, right? Like Lionel's been just getting uh, they they've been working with the uh, 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 what is it, the Strasbourg Museum? Was that, the, was the, the railroad itself. Okay, the railroad itself. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah, and they've been they've been kind of just getting all of the historic information, everything else. So yeah, th- this is this is truly spectacular. Now, uh, before I uh, pass it. Uh, the mic over to Johnny. Um, I do want to uh, clarify that the <laughs> that the price on this is eighteen ninety nine. Uh, so that is nineteen hundred dollars, and uh, that's probably 
the result of it being a, a brass hybrid model and having pack, being packed full of a lot of uh, great and unique features. And it will probably have an enormous amount of individual detail uh, on the body of the, of the engine. Yes, definitely. So uh, with that said, uh, Johnny, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, as a Midwest guy, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't hit as home to me as it does for Maddie C. However, I don't blame him for his passion for this model because I have not seen Lionel promise this level of accuracy and dedication to a singular model for a very long time. Uh, I was also watching the summit and the fact they're promising, uh, the sounds to be accurate, like actually recorded from 90 herself. That's really cool. And it's something that I think a lot of people will wish that Lina would do in more models. So the fact that this is such an iconic locomotive for uh, not only uh, the, the hobby, but for folks on the East Coast and just for the train hobby in general, it's awesome. And the amount of detail just in these renders alone is also like, if you look closely, some of the things they've done is really impressive. Like, um, I'm just look, I can't stop looking at that whistle. Like that thing is huge compared to what you see on most models. That's that really catches my eye. Or if you look carefully, the... Uh, the crew figure it's a completely different type of crew figure that i'm used to because i'm used to seeing the same old two guys on every steam model that i got from lionel so even the fact they're going that in-depth to even have the crew figures be different and the different paint schemes of just one engine alone and if it's different phases in history like this is this is awesome and while i'm not the biggest strasburg guy out there like i'm i'm on the fence with this engine like it, it's definitely no small amount of change but they with the amount of uh, detail and quality that Lionel's promising, it, it's a, it's going to be a hard one to pass up, and I'm really going to have to think about this one. Well, uh, for Matty Z, your thoughts? No, wrong I, Matt. Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. He said <laughs> Maddie. Well, you did say Maddie. There's too many Matts. <laughs> I did say Maddie Z. I'm, I apologize. <laughs> They're nice. I, I'll. I'm with Johnny on this, though. I like them. I don't have the attachment that other people do uh it's very nice and i'm for the east coast people who enjoy this kind of thing all hats off to them i mean this is going to be a fantastic engine all the way um the one i'm actually looking forward to is the seaboard airline because it's something different you know i'm not going to go in for this i would love to i i can't but the seaboard airline one is really really nice i mean i love the versions of 90 don't get me wrong but that uh, C-A-R is beautiful. All right. And uh, any, uh, I'll just open this up to the entire floor. Anybody have any closing thoughts? I mean, I understand there's going to be a handful of people out there that are going to fully complain. And I fully expect people to complain about the pricing of this model. But like I said before, take into consideration, like what Johnny said before, the amount of attention and utmost respect that they have to make this engine absolutely perfect to the pe people who want to pay the money for this, to me, the price is fully justified. Because they're, like I, the fact that they're adding all the sounds and everything that this engine does in real life to put it into a model, again, the fact that this isn't even a Vision Line product and they're putting this amount of attention it, it blows everything out of the water. And, you know, I, again, the, I know that the, especially a younger crowd for the Strasburg railroad. Um, I've, I've noticed that there is a younger generation of kids out there that absolutely like 
daydream and fantasize like driving these locomotives and just having the utmost passion for it. I can understand that, you know, this is going to be a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people. I know a couple hardcore uh, friends of mine um, uh, outside of this podcast that are even debating if they have to pass the engine up because it's pretty expensive. But uh, again, like everything that they're putting into this is, is absolutely spectacular. So I understand where Lionel's coming from. And also I'm going to take into consideration, I think licensing has to do with this thing too. The fact that they're putting Strasburg's name on this, I mean, I'm sure this, and it took them three years to produce and announce this model guys. So something behind the scenes is probably the reason why this price, this, this price point is where it is. Well, if you, well, there's also that, that we have to remember that this isn't just the addressing of an old tooling. This is a brand new from the ground up tooling. So that's also mm-hmm. something to consider. Like I know some people are like, Oh, if it's just a, a redress decapod from, you know, MTH tooling or from past line or whatever, you know, that's one thing they would pass it up, but no, this is, this is 90. It, it, this is the essence of 90 and they got it down to every single detail possible. So this, it makes sense. And with the alternative versions, like uh, Matt Z mentioned earlier, like the Seaboard Airlines or the Osage, Osage, I, I have no idea to pronounce that, but the different <laughs> options with that, or you can go for Great Western, and even the the unpainted uh, pilot version is also available, which will be interesting to see anybody orders that. Like um, the Osage, I believe is how you pronounce number. I'm going to refer to it as number 10. If you look carefully at the drivers, the, the way they did the, the drivers and the side rods, like that's really unique. I haven't seen that on an engine before, so that's, that's going to be yeah. really cool. That uh, that that stood out to me too. Um, it reminds me a lot of my K four that I got with the painted driver rims. That's beautiful. Nineteen thirties style, honestly. Yeah, that is yep. really awesome. Some yeah. something else I want to point out uh, that I don't know if a lot of people have mentioned, but um, Lionel also came out. Well, Ryan Kunkel specifically when he they made. If you see on. The, the top left corner where it shows the bio of the locomotive, you click the video and it's basically a infomercial about the model. Ryan Kunkel stated in the video that they are going to use this tooling again, and they're going to make it even a lot different. So if you like the Decapod, but you don't like that it's 90 and you want a more industrial freight service look stay tuned because i think lionel is going to bring this tooling back in the next couple catalogs wouldn't surprise me hey maybe we'll get a pennsylvania i1 i might i might snatch one up then i I completely missed that so thank you for bringing that up yeah thanks matt that's really I, i i didn't even read the bio on that that's really cool all right awesome well yeah i mean i think again i think everyone's thoughts were uh stated pretty well this is definitely a home run for lionel and uh, can't wait. To, I'm sure people are looking forward to the uh, kind of the pilot models that hopefully uh, Lionel will demo in a video. Uh, I would imagine probably early next year. All right. So let's go ahead and move over to page 10. Now, uh, just a quick pro tip here for people viewing this on their computer. Uh, I know if you follow along on the web, it usually gives you kind of that two-page view. However, if you're in Adobe uh, PDF uh, reader right now, uh, a little bit of a tip. If you click on view uh, in the Adobe menu and you click on page display, uh, click on two-page view. And what that does is that gives you the look of what the catalog would look like. So 
I'm looking at page 10 and 11. And if I open the catalog, uh, like the actual paper catalog, I would see page 10 and 11. And it's a little bit easier to kind of follow along. And it's actually, to me, looks a lot better because that actually looks like you're kind of looking at the paper catalog, uh, but in digital, uh, you know, obviously digital format, but the two page view really kind of makes it show off a lot better. So uh, just a little tip for we, before we get started here. So, uh, well, as predicted, uh, <laughs> you know, you can't have a steam engine without something to run behind it. So uh, we got ourselves some uh, Strasburg passenger cars here. So uh, I will, uh, I'm probably just going to pass this on because they're, they're just pa their passenger cars. And, and I don't think there's really a reason to kind of, you know, there's different styles and stuff like that. I'll pass it over to Maddie C first and, and he can uh, kind of do more of a, a detailed, uh, uh, you know, info on each one. All right. Well, um, one thing we got to point out something for the listeners out there. Um, this is going to come out as a surprise because, um, as mentioned during the LCCA summit, Lionel's confirmed that they recently acquired some MTH tooling. So what's nice about these cars is these are actually the MTH wood-sided passenger car tooling that they're reusing. So this is probably going to be a reused tooling for years to come. They might uh, do Baltimore and Ohio, New York Central. Um, so if you don't like Strasburg necessarily, um, they're going to have different paint schemes for these passenger cars. They are absolutely gorgeous. They are some of the most detailed passenger cars you can buy in O-Scale. Um, they are definitely correct to the Strasburg Railroad. Um, the Combine specifically is as, as close as you're going to get. And I'm also happy that they're bringing the observation cars, the steel-sided observation cars. Uh, they have two versions, as you'll see. They have the uh, Paradise paint scheme, which is the very classic like nineteen, like late 1980s, early 1990s uh, scheme. So if you're a buyer of the 1990s version of uh, number 90, uh, I would suggest getting that car. Um, they also are having the Philadelphia and Reading coach, which is a car that they use uh, religiously on the end of most trains. Um, they're doing multiple paint schemes, as you're seeing here. They're doing the 2000s, which is basically what the scheme is right now. And they're also doing the 1990s paint scheme with the old uh, railroad track logo on the uh, middle of the car, which is really nice. Um, and yeah, these are great cars. I already know what I'm going to expect, but for the people who've never purchased MTH wood-sided cars, you're in for a treat. Fantastic. Thanks for that, Matty C. Uh, Johnny, your thoughts? I'm going to be pretty brief because this this is the point where it's so far down the, the Strasburg rabbit hole that my wallet is dragging <laughs> me back. So I, I, I this is what's holding me back, but these are some beautiful cars. Uh, I haven't been able to see any of these in person from the MTH tooling, but from what I've heard from other folks, such as Maddie C, or people we've talked to outside of uh, the podcast, these are beautiful cars. I'm one have to step away from them, even though I think they're really nice. But for anybody who who gets one of these, they're they're going to be in for a treat because these are these are beautiful. Uh, Matt Z, what do you think? These cars are fantastic. You know, when I first heard that there was rumors that MTH was going to get this tooling, I was jumping for joy. Not so much for these cars, but what could be coming next would be uh, American-era New York Central Empire State Express. I've been wanting that for a long, long time. MTH has done that previously, but these cars are what, what was pulled behind the American. So if they make these in New York Central, I'm screwed. These are fantastic cars, though. I really like these a whole lot. 
Awesome. Yeah, I'll have to say, uh, you know, I, I let Maddie see kind of go over there because he's, I, I would, uh, you know, he's kind of an expert on these. He, you, you have the MTH versions, correct, Maddie C? Yes, I do. Okay, yeah, and that's why I kind of let him take it over because he obviously, you know, would provide a lot more insider information than I could. But these are probably some, if not my favorite type of passenger car, uh, just because they just, you know, you, you you watch, and they're not obviously the same kind, but, you know, you watch old TV shows, Western shows, old Western movies, and, like, these, like, obviously come to mind, right? Got these old, like, wood-sided, you know, passenger cars, and they're just absolutely stunning. I hope they make this in some type of, uh, you know, western or midwestern kind of paint scheme because i would absolutely purchase these in a second so all right let's uh let's move over to page 12 and 13 and uh well we got some 280s here folks now these are uh, again all legacy steam features bluetooth control uh they do in fact have whistle steam uh, they have the new sound package, so you're getting five whistles and you're getting five bells. And obviously they have the bicolor marker lights as well. Uh, but the there's two key factors here uh, that I wanted to kind of stress about these engines. Number one, 031 curves. That's right. These are super safe on almost every single model railroaders layout out there. Number two is the price point. Now, 749 MSRP, but we're talking like in the 600s for not just pre-order, but probably when they come out, you're probably playing in the 600s. This is an absolute steal of an engine and uh probably uh you know, I've gone through the whole catalog already. This is definitely probably the best bang for your buck engine in there because they're absolutely stunning. The price point is there. Uh, as far as road names go, you know, got to start with good old 2535, the Santa Fe, which is probably going to be on my list. Uh, there's uh, number four from Buffalo Creek and I'm going to say Gauley. Um, there's Maine Central, number 519. We got Chesapeake and Ohio, number 701. We got New York Central, number 960. And we got Western Pacific number 26. Uh, these are absolutely awesome. And uh, just, they're not going to be mentioned here in the catalog, but there are a couple of dealers that are doing custom runs of these. So expect a lot more road names from these 280s. Going to pass it over to Maddie C and uh, let's get his thoughts. I'm just happy they're bringing this this locomotive back. I know they did the 280s. Uh, I'm trying to think now, a couple couple years ago now. So it's been quite a while. It's a nice, refreshing uh, thing to see that they're uh, putting the, all the new legacy features into these engines. And uh, um, I'm I'm with you. This is a uh, you go from what we just covered to something that's definitely definitely more reasonable for the majority of people who are going to look at this catalog. Um, this is like the uh, the the from the last catalog when they were doing um, those uh, four eight, was it the four eight O's? No, uh, they had four, six, a couple. Oh, Camelback. Yeah, the the, the four six O's from last cabal, uh, catalog, which is uh, 
fantastic. That I, I I really like how Lionel's coming down to earth with uh, some of their pricing now. How they're releasing scale detailed models, but for I would say a reasonable price. Like if you're somebody like myself who I recently picked up a Legacy B6, and that's around this price price point as well. If you're looking for something, if you're looking to jump into the Legacy side of the hobby, this is a great great model. Um, I've always been a fan of these locomotives. I think they're really interesting and definitely, definitely unique. Um, I like all the road names that they chose and we'll see also later in this catalog, there's another locomotive that they're going to showcase, which is going to surprise a lot of people. Um, if I, if I had to pick, I really like the, uh, the main central one. I think it's just different. The, uh, the red cab and the, uh, gold yellowish, uh, numbering and lettering, uh, very different has the white walls on there uh and then you got the i would probably get the new york central i'm just i'm too basic but um it's a, it's a simple little engine and uh jam-packed with awesome features johnny how about yourself i'm going to be echoing maddie c with this one these are awesome little engines and for if you're bang for your buck you're really getting uh really getting the most out of it. I, If you're really getting into the hobby around this time, this would be a great engine to definitely look into because like uh, Matt R said, they're, they're smaller. They, they fit in more layouts than almost any layout. And just, you get whistle steam. Was, do you get, yeah, whistle steam with these engines as well. So you're getting a, a lot of awesome features and that uh, that main central one, yeah, that, that red striping and gold really, really pops out. Um, if I had to, to choose on a couple of these, I, I, the Chesapeake and Ohio one just looks really cool. You can't go wrong with the, the gold lettering on that engine and being the, the West coast guy, um, West Pacific stands out to me, but these are, these are awesome. And, uh, they're, they're a nice alternative to, um, the getting into the hobby with some small steam engines. Like I mentioned before, I, I got into the, the hobby with the line master line and, you know, those don't come out very often nowadays. So you're really looking for your bang for your buck in terms of small steam engines that can negotiate small layouts. And these engines are definitely a great candidate for that. And with all the different options they put out there, especially with the new whistles and bells that they have, like you can't ask for more in an engine than these things. So I, I love them. How about you, uh, Matt Z? You know, I'm going to echo, go with the crowd here. Uh, these small steam engines, I've said in previous uh, meetings, that you know these small steam engines every catalog they kill me i mean i got the h10 and i love the thing it is a fantastic engine and these small steamers any of them camelback 460 these whatever they are fantastic little engines they got they pack a punch and a half i mean the whistle steam the size the price the price is ridiculous on this thing i tell you the thing that comes close to this is the uh, Lion Chief Plus 2.0 Docksider. And this is like the scale legacy equivalent of that engine. Uh, the price, you can't beat it. I mean, for in retail 750 even if you paid retail, it's still a killer deal. True. Um, yeah. As far as road names go, uh, I love New York Central, obviously, as I'm from New York. But the Santa Fe is really catching my eye. Those number boards on top and the silver... Smoke box are really cool on that one. I like that a whole lot. All right, that's uh, definitely uh, definitely a hit. All right, so let's move uh, let's move over to, over to the next uh, pages. We're at fourteen and fifteen now. 
and uh, we got ourselves some AC-12 cab forwards. And uh, these have whistle steam, and these have legacy Bluetooth, uh, legacy rail sounds, uh, five quillable whistles, five different bells, LED lighting, again, bicolor marker lights. Uh, they're 32 and a half inches long, so they are a beast. And the minimum of curve on these is 072. So yes, these um, these will require that uh, those big O curves on your layout. Now, uh, what we have here is uh, Southern Pacific number 4294. We got Southern Pacific number 4281. Uh, we got uh, Southern Pacific number 4278 with the black tender. So um, it's not painted at all. We got the uh, the daylight colors. So 4290. We got a really cool Lark paint scream, which is uh, 4285. And then we have a, a gray boiler uh, number 4276 from Southern Pacific and uh I, I actually like that one. I think that's my favorite one. <laughs> now, uh, I, I'm not a huge uh, cab forward person. Uh, uh, never really been interested in them. I think they look really cool. I think they're very, very unique looking. Uh, just you know, not not my uh, you know not my cup of tea, uh, for lack of better terms. Uh, so yeah, these are these are great. Uh, the price tag on these is uh, is. <laughs> is a bit high it's uh well it's two thousand dollars let's just let's just say that for you know for all intents and purposes but uh these are going to be gorgeous most likely and and probably sound freaking awesome so uh maddie c what do you think uh i've always loved the cab forward i think it's one of the most unique different and just really Really, really nice locomotives uh, that are in the hobby and just railroading in general. Like I've, I've always when I think Southern Pacific, outside of a GS locomotive, this is probably one of the first locomotives I think about. Um, and I just, I just love the uniqueness of them. How they put the cab literally, as the title suggests, in the in the front position instead of the rear, which it normally should be. Um, but I'm not going to get into that because uh, the history of how these engines came to be is very fascinating and i would definitely suggest a read as to why they built them this way um but in general these are gonna be fantastic models i'm happy they're finally bringing them back after quite uh not, not too too long they, they released a couple years ago but it's nice to see them back in some more variety uh if i had to pick i really love the uh the one with the black tender. Um, that's just really different. And it also has black and drive rods. And if you were to send this out to somebody like our friend of the podcast, DJ, weathering this thing would look absolutely stellar. Um, I'm sure the sound effects on this engine are going to be absolutely killer. Um, it's looking to be a very highly detailed model. Um, I actually kind of like the Southern Pacific uh, daylight scheme on this thing. It's definitely not accurate, but you know what? You can't go wrong with the the, the morning daylight. You just can't. <laughs> Very true. Uh, Johnny, how about you? I love these engines. As I've mentioned in past, I'm a big SP guy, so cab forward speak to me. These things are awesome, and there's just something about the front of these engines. is just so, so cool. Um personally i really like the black tender version i i don't know what it is the fact that the the drivers and the side rods look so so dirty and grimy is just awesome and for anybody who's a fan of sp you could find these engines anywhere on the railroad working on uh freight trains where you could see up to like 
I hope, you know, I think, well, you can see one at the front and one in the middle and sometimes one at the back as well. So it's common to see that or have some like F units at the front with a cab forward hauling behind or heck, you even saw these engines on, on point with helper service on, on the daylights as well. So it wasn't uncommon to see a cab forward leading a, a GS engine on the morning daylight. So, but yeah, I, I love all the different options. Uh, the Lark and the daylight paint scheme are definitely interesting. Not not my cup of tea for those. I I, I love my daylight, but I like I rec- like it better on my GS engines. But yeah, these these engines are awesome. My only regret is, uh, aside from not being able to afford one, uh, is the size. I wish my layout was 072 so I could fit these on. I have 060, so once again, I'm gonna have to humbly and very begrudgingly be- pass <laughs> on these engines. Gotcha, uh, Matt and C. What do you think? These are really nice. You know, I love the black tender. When uh, Matt Matty C was mentioning DJ, and he, I believe he is going in for the black tender one. It is beautiful. Um, the fantasy schemes, the uh, daylight and the lark. The lark I don't really care for, but the the uh, daylight one's really nice. I know that was a very popular seller the last go around, and the gray boiler. That one's really cool. I like that a whole lot. Very nice engines. All right. Let's uh, go ahead and move on. So we're going to hit page 16 and 17. And we're going to find ourselves the 412-2s. These are really, really cool looking. And uh, they have a really distinct feature as well, which I I will go over. Uh, Let's see. They have whistle steam. They obviously have, again, have Bluetooth. Uh, They have... uh, Legacy rail sounds. There are five quillable whistles and five different bells. LED lighting, bicolor uh, marker lights. They are 26 and a half inches long. And uh, again, like the cap forwards, the minimum of curve here is 072. Now, uh, something I left uh, as a last item is that these have, uh, I believe, what is called a working Grizzly valve gear. I hope I said that right. Uh, or Gresley, but uh, I'm sure one of you guys can correct me. Uh, But what this is, is it's actually another uh, valve gear. And because of that, uh, there are actually six chuffs per revolution uh, in the sound system for this particular uh, steam engine, which I actually can't wait to hear that. I really want to hear this because this thing looks this thing looks awesome. And I love these tenders on these, these things as well. Now, there is a Union Pacific number 9000. There's Union Pacific number 9023. There is Union Pacific um, OSL, I believe, number 9514. There's uh, Union Pacific number 9002. And then there looks to be a Union Pacific number 9014, which is like a Greyhound paint. And holy cow, that thing looks spectacular. Uh, that would that would definitely be the one uh, that I would purchase. Now, uh, these are just way too big for my layout, unfortunately. But uh, uh, these are, are fantastic. And uh, they are priced around $1,700. Um, so a little bit less, a little bit easier on the, on the, on the wallet than the uh, cab forward is. But still, you know, uh, a little expensive. But it looks like you got a lot here for the money. Uh, Maddie C, what you think? I'm glad they're bringing these bad boys back. Uh, the last time these were featured was, uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember, maybe like five or six years ago they uh, produced these. So nice welcome back back in Lionel's roster. Um, glad they're still using the tooling. Um, 
Obviously, for hardcore fans out there, the only model that's accurate is 9000 because that's the last surviving uh, uh, 412-2 that's that's left from Union Pacific. Um, However, all the other paint schemes do look great. I love, absolutely love the Greyhound scheme. Looks fantastic. It it definitely is an eye catcher. It really pops out to you. I absolutely am a fan of just the running gear on this thing. I think it's just such a cool engine. How it had, like you said before, it has six chuffs per revolution. I am dying to hear how that's going to sound in Legacy. That's going to be absolutely awesome. And I think my favorite feature of this engine is actually the front end. Just look at all that, like air pumps and like different amount of detail they put on the front of this thing. Just a really sharp industrial looking engine very beefy and very cool i'm glad they're back johnny how about yourself i am a big fan of these engines as well uh i think the first time i saw one of these things uh the real one of the real things at least was on on screen when uh yin pacific did their promotional video on the big boys not when when 4014 was restored like when they were still in, in service or towards the end of their lives um, they used the 9000s as a comparison of how they were trying to make engines bigger, but there was a point where engines got too, as they said, too stiff to got to go around corners. So um, these are these are definitely interesting engines. And as Maddie C said, they are they are all business. Like looking at it at the front of that, uh, with all the the valve gear coming out of the cylinders and connected to the center cylinder for a third set, that's that's really cool. And I'm. Is, is that what they're referring to? Is that's going to be the part that that's operating, or are they just referring to the normal like side rods and stuff? Uh, I don't know if any of you guys know, but if if that front portion does actually move along, that's going to be that's going to be really cool. And even if not, that's a that's a cool detail that they added. Um, and again, with the three sets of uh, cylinders, it's it's kind of and I'm going to say this because Maddie C is also a bit of a a European buff like I am, but to have that in American loco is going to be definitely unique. You don't see that very often in, in American railroading. Yeah, I, be, I believe there is there's a uh, uh, there's a, a set of gears in the center uh, that worked with the the ones on the outside, and I believe it is working. So that's going to be uh, awesome. Matt Z. What do you think? Uh, they're really cool. I do. I just want to correct you on one thing though. The gear on the front of the thing does not move um or at least the prior versions it didn't move the third rail and the mth model they they do move however on the bottom of the engine the third cylinder that does move the uh grizzly gear on the front of the thing does not move but the third cylinder on the bottom does move when you actually move the drivers um so that was just a little tidbit on there. But these are really cool. My uncle has the 2012, 11, whatever the heck it was made. I forget now. Uh, of the Greyhound version, which has the yellow stripe instead of the uh, white stripe like we have here. Um, but really cool engine. Uh, I like it a whole lot. Nothing I'd go in for, but really cool nonetheless. All right. Uh, and thanks for that clarification on there. Uh, it does, it does say working. So I guess we'll uh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe they maybe they made some changes. So who knows? Maybe it uh, it's a little bit more animated for us. Maybe. But um, I guess we won't know until it comes out. All right, let's uh, skip on to page eighteen and nineteen. Uh, well, actually, uh, <laughs> it's just additional uh, four twelve twos. Sorry about that. Uh, we have um, uh, just some additional road names here. So Chesapeake and Ohio. Number 560, we got Milwaukee Road, number 1500. 
we have uh, Denver and Rio Grande, number 1420. We have Southern Pacific, number 2124, and Spokane, Portland, and Seattle, number 651. Uh, so I, I apologize for that, guys. Um, any any thoughts on on those before we move on to the diesels? I love the, uh, the, well, yeah, they are fantasy. I know there's definitely some people out there who are looking at this catalog and going like pounding their faces in like, oh God, why now? What have you done? I know oh, yeah. there's definitely, there's definitely some people out there, but I actually, for once, I kind of like some of these schemes are doing. I actually like the Denver Rio Grande one with that green boiler. That looks really cool. I, I gotta say, I, I'm actually more of a fan. Oh, this is going to get me crucified for saying this later oh, i'm kind of just a fan of the fantasy oh. ones some of the fantasy ones over the the uh, historically accurate one um something about the spns one really stands out to me because it harkens back for me personally to spns 700 which is yeah. the uh the engine that shares a, a stall with uh, 4449 so seeing that on that type of tender it just looks natural um CNO one, I don't mind that one either. It's it's nice looking, not not for me entirely. Uh, Southern Pacific, Rio Grande, not for me either. The Milwaukee one, that's a that's an interesting one, not for me. But as a, as an S three owner, it's I see why they put this paint scheme on that on that tender because it, it is similar to the S three, but from from cab and then forward to the front of the boiler my mind just gets utterly confused. But hey, not not bad. I actually don't mind these paint schemes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for I'll just kind of just cut in real quick. The SPS definitely for me too. I, I just that looks the colors on that. Uh, you know the white drivers. Uh, uh, just really cool looking. Yeah, really cool. All right, well, let's uh, move on to uh, page twenty and twenty one. We're hitting into the legacy diesel part now, uh, and um, I'm going to actually pass the moderation mic over to Matt Z. And he's going to go down the uh, the legacy side for us. All right, so moving to the legacy diesel section now, and we're going to start off with the SD70 Mac or MAC, however you prefer to say it. Uh, really cool offerings here. So we're going to start off with the BNSF and the uh, racing stripes or speed lettering, whatever you want to call it. Uh, my uncle likes to call it racing stripes, so therefore, okay. <laughs> uh, we got two different numbers here. Um, one is a uh, powered unit, uh, number 9718, and then they have a super base unit, number 979829. And what they're doing now for this and a couple other diesels that we'll see later on in the catalog, they're doing super base units that are non-powered units that are much like the super base B units that they've done in the past, like with the Sharks and E7s and such. Uh so that way you can get that really bassy, thick sound uh, out of the rear unit of the engine, which is really cool. And for the BNSF uh, Racing Stripe one, there's, there is a set later on the catalog that includes SC70 Max. So if you want all three numbers of the Racing Stripe scheme, you can get that. Uh, then we got No Fuck Southern. These are the uh, quote-unquote Sonic Bonnets, um, yellow yellow bonnets uh we got a 1800 and 1801 then we got the let's see what the heck real name is this uh paducah in louisville i have no idea what that is so it, that must be a short line out someplace uh but there's three numbers of that 
Kentucky. Um, Kentucky? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Louisville. That makes sense. All right. We got two numbers of that, um, two powers and a super base. Then we got this one here, which I know our buddy uh, Ravenhawk6910, Sterling, he's got one of these from MTH. This is the BNSF 9647. And this is the quote-unquote vomit bonnet. And this one's really cool. So uh, if we go down to page 23, uh, I'll quickly hit on this. We got a CSX patch for uh, Conrail, which is really cool. I didn't realize that was a patch until I looked closer at the catalog. But then we have the executive scheme BNSF units. And the two are very similar because the vomit bonnet is the executive scheme with the war bonnet twist behind the cab. So that's kind of where you get that style effect, which is really nice. And then we got CSX in the boxcar logo scheme. So what do we think on these guys? We'll start with uh, eh, Matt R because he's next in the queue here. Uh, these are awesome. <laughs> now I have, uh, I, I do own uh, a TMCC uh, Burlington Northern SC70 Mac. Uh, and mine, it kind of looks like the uh, uh, the ninety seven twenty one over there on the right hand side, um, pretty close to that color that color scheme. So, uh, except uh, mine's a pre uh, merger, so it just has Burlington Northern, it doesn't have BNSF on it. But uh, yeah, these are um, these are awesome. I actually like the the Burlington Northern Santa Fe, the the ninety six forty seven, the you know the unusual scheme. Uh, and the reason I do is is um, I just like how it says fully says Burlington Northern and Santa Fe on the side. Uh, it's just kind of unique, like I especially with road names that I'm obviously a huge fan of and that I collect uh, stuff like that is just, you know, to me, like very personal. So I if I were to pick one uh, and it's probably going on the maybe list uh, is definitely uh, 96. Um, I'm sorry. Ni- yeah. Ninety six. Forty seven. Uh, for me, but th- these are these are awesome, and uh, I can't wait for the super base versions of these. Like that, that's something new uh, that we've never had. Like we've only had super base in um, you know an F and EB units, and we've never had it you know in, in actual like uh, you know full cabbed engines before. So uh, I, I'm definitely going to get one. Uh, not one of these, but in a in a, on a future page. Um, obviously, it won't. We haven't got there yet, so I won't talk about it. But uh, yeah, that's the, 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 these are awesome. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad they made uh, ST70 Max. All right. Uh, how about Johnny? What What do you think, buddy? These are really cool. Uh, I remember when watching these getting uh, revealed at first uh, with the uh, the so called vomit bonnet. My I was uh, I was actually watching this in the car, and I out loud screamed my car oh no raven's in trouble because we all know how much she <laughs> likes his <laughs> but uh yeah these are really cool nothing i would personally get for myself though the pnl paint scheme that that really stands out i actually like that a lot i i, I like like the kind of minty dark minty green color and um i was also when i was looking through this i was thinking of matt r and i was like oh he's a big bnsf guy oh there's one there oh there's two there oh there's three there oh no matt's mm-hmm. in trouble so <laughs> but yeah these are really cool if i if i had to if i had to choose the between two would be the p and l and uh, the conrail because you can't go wrong with the conrail blue come on it's just it's such a cool paint scheme for sure 
Medici? Um, I'll be brief because uh, I'm not necessarily the biggest like modern diesel guy. I appreciate, um, you know, some of the vintage stuff. Like if I'm going to buy diesels, like my cutoff is around, I would say, the 1970s. Because um, that, that was when diesels were just still like unique and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, different and uh, cool to look at. Um, but I do like the Max. Um, they are one of my favorite modern diesels. Um, if I had to pick one that I really enjoy, I, I do like the Vonnet Bonnet, but I am a full-fledged Comrail guy. So I love that they do the CSX patch on the side there. These are really cool. And I really like how they're doing the super base uh, for the dummy units. I think that's a great idea. I think the only catch to the super base is the price. I mean, I know this is not to be a uh, talk on price, but I'm just going to say this. $500 for a non-powered unit is very, very expensive. I don't care what it does. That's a lot of money for a non-powered unit. And that's that's where I'm going to leave it, but they're really cool i just i hope that they'll get orders for those because they're going to be fantastic no doubt but that's a lot of chunk of change but what do we know and just to kind of go back uh that um so the pal the the paducah and louisville railway that is it's a class two railroad in in kentucky so it it, it does freight freight service between uh, paducah and, and louisville it's got, I, I, you know, just a really quick note on that. I like that they do things like that. Like when you do little class two and uh, obviously short line and, and stuff like that, I'm a huge fan of doing stuff like that because you know there are fans of that railroad and there are, there are old scale model railroaders that, that are fans of these smaller railroads. So kudos for Lionel to, to, to do something like that. Oh yeah. And like something that uh, Matt R and I have discussed in past as well, like the local stuff. I mean, the guys who who live by that rail, I bet they're going absolutely nuts. They're like, oh my god, someone someone acknowledged it. So this this probably <laughs> big for them as well. So I, I'm I'm also a big fan of whenever Lionel has that one oddball that's a a smaller uh, railroad that appeals to the local fans. Mm-hmm. All right, shall we move on? Let's do it. Yes, sir. All right. All right, so page 24, we got SD45s, and these are really cool. So we got a lot of different road-specific detail on these ones. So uh, right out of the gate on page 24, top left, uh, is Burlington Northern. I don't know who likes that one. Matt, what do you think, buddy? (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Thank you, Lionel, for making (laughs) Cascade Green Burlington Northern. So. You'll uh, get hit more later on. Don't worry. Yeah, well, that's uh, (laughs) – so just right off the bat, I am going to get – a, a Burlington Northern SD45. Um, out of this page, I'm going to get the the Super Base one. Uh, there's actually going to be Please. even an even more special version uh, a few pages down in the catalog. But um, yeah, these are these these are fantastic looking. I, I love oh, these yeah. things. Um, this this is definitely 19. You know, this is typical 1970s. You know, uh, diesel motive power here and um, you know, just you, you can't go wrong. So, and it looks like there's some really great road names here too. Oh yeah, uh, so let's keep going on that note. Uh, we got uh, Golford Springfield Terminal. This paint scheme, I've seen this a million times. I love this paint scheme. This this gray with the with the red stripe. I love that paint scheme. I it's just fantastic. 
Then we got the uh, demonstrator scheme, always a popular one. Then we got no fuck Southern. This I, I can't get enough of this thing. I love it. Uh, that's a high hood, and so is that Springfield term. Those are high hoods. Really cool. Then we got Milwaukee Road, and then Pennsylvania. So really cool road names. Um, what's really cool about these? These are gonna have the fixed the uh, well the kinematic, so the semi fixed pilots on these, which is really nice. Now that does increase the minimum curve a little bit. Uh, 054 for these, but really nice engines. And that semi-fixed pilot really does add a lot to the look. It's really cool. So uh, why don't we have uh, Matt R? Let's go ahead and uh, see what you got, buddy. Uh, yeah, just uh, just to recap, this is um, uh, these are great. Uh, I you know y- y- you can't go wrong. Also, if you notice, uh, there there is definitely some road specific detail going on. Uh, if you notice that uh, Norfolk Southern has that uh, kind of like really unique uh, headlight, it also has the it also has the like the um, the the, the uh, short hood forward on their ST forty five. Yeah, that was a carryover yeah. for the from the Southern Railroad. Yeah, yeah, along with the Springfield Terminal as well, with that with that uh, short hood forward and the uh, and uh, it did. This is um, or no, I'm, I apologize. I, I should say it's a long long hood forward actually. There you go. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, these are uh, these are awesome. <laughs> like, like you know, I you can't go wrong. You know, uh, Lionel hit it out of the park um, with the uh, with the catalog. A uh, couple of uh, catalogs ago, with their uh, with their sharks and the EJ and E sharks that I they actually picked up, and um, yeah, again, I'll be I'll be uh, picking up uh, some diesels uh, out of this catalog as well. Oh yeah, really cool stuff, uh, Johnny. These engines are again really awesome diesels, and I if I had to summarize both the high hood and low hood versions in, in one word for me, when I look at them, I just think long. They just they're just they because they're longer than your average like was it like GP thirty five or something like those are those are those are moderately sized diesel but these are just like I look at the BN and I'm like all right that thing's gonna end at like like the fuel tank right it just keeps on going so to me it's just like ah more power awesomer diesels and with the high hoods as well um, I, I've discovered that when I was younger it's kind of like your your taste in foods. Uh, I, I didn't like the high hoods at all. It's like like you despise carrots or something as a child. And the older I got, the more I liked the high hoods. So something something about high hoods is just. It, I guess it's because it's reminiscent of like early like GP sevens and GP nines, and I, th- I think that's why I like it. But yeah, the the NS and the Springfield Terminal ones, those those are awesome. And if I if I were to get any, I'd, I'd definitely get those too. Uh, no no offense to the demonstrator of the Milwaukee Rotor Pensy like or BN, those are nice too, but. If, if I had to put my money down on those, I I definitely go for the high hoods. Oh yeah, D- definitely. Those are really cool. It's something different, you know what I mean? It's not the oh, same yeah. thing over and over again. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Mandy C. Uh, like you guys said, uh, I I think I I really like the high nose versions of these engines. They're really cool. Um, compared to what we typically see on a diesel locomotive, uh, that that typical front end where it's slightly dipped, and then you got the cab and whatnot. Um. I definitely, definitely like the NS and the Burlington Northern. I love that paint scheme, man. The green and white stri- zebra stripes on the front and uh, the black roofs and the, the black uh, fuel tank area. That's always been one of my all-time favorite diesel paint schemes. Absolutely love it. And, and you're welcome back on this show anytime you want, Maddie C. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny's back. 
I, I'm, I'm being booted. I, I didn't. I didn't yeah. you're, you're, you're done, buddy. Hey, put it this way. You may be our biggest fan, but if you don't like BN, goodbye. <laughs> Hit the showers. You're done. <laughs> All right. Let's keep going, shall we? Indeed. Let's do it. All right. So we got uh, Johnny. You you said you wanted something that doesn't end, right? <laughs> well, I said I said I said <laughs> for last yeah. one. These are long. Oh, these are long. Yeah, these are <laughs> these are so taking SD forty five and about quadruple it, and that's about what you got with the DD thirty five. Well, oh, these are really cool. This, what's that? They're 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 rolling pins turned into diesels. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> <laughs> I never heard of it that way, but all right, all right. So we got uh, Alaska into. Uh, Alaska. Uh, by the way, UP was the only name uh, prototypically to have these. So the Alaska is fictional, and there's also Santa Fe uh, blue and yellow that's fictional. But in any event, we got uh, Alaska and two road numbers, and we got UP. And what's cool about UP is they did different slogans on the, each unit. So we got number seventy and one, which is the dependable transportation. Then we have a fantasy scheme, which the flag version that one's really cool then we got santa fe in the blue and yellow freight colors then we got up number 76 with the we can handle it and then we have up number 77 with the shield on it really cool and the uh these are all obviously up prototypes so we got the beacon on the roof really nice engines huge very much so uh 042 for the minimum curve i'd be curious to see what that would look like not enough to pay 700 dollars for one but they are really really cool engines uh dual smoke uh really really nice so what are you guys thoughts on this so we'll start with matt r again uh yeah these are these are incredible <laughs> like like in just terms of like like um gargantuan size i mean yeah 042 minimum curve i mean how many uh, how many trees is that going to knock over when it goes around a curve <laughs> i wanted to think <laughs> uh yeah really cool uh you know obviously alaska and santa fe uh, uh fantasy railroads for this uh, i don't think i've ever seen a santa fe uh on a, on a dd35 ever but uh hey blue and yellow paint scheme probably the best one to pick for it <laughs> Uh, dual smoke units, uh, obviously. Um, yeah, just <laughs> these are these are cool. I, you know, obviously they're just. I don't know. They, they you know, oh four. I can run if it's oh forty two. I could, you know, I don't know. I, I might, I might consider the Santa Fe. I will, we'll see. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the, the they're cool, nevertheless. These things are really, really cool looking. And uh, are these? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Are, are is this? mth tooling no this is lionel tooling okay lionel did have their own tooling okay yep. okay I, I just wanted to mth did the uh, dd40 ah that's right thank you okay it's a very similar yes. model to this gotcha all right thank you for uh, clarifying that oh and johnny it's even longer than this <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, i i i know oh, 40 at that point <laughs> I've seen one of these things at uh, one of the local hobby shops to, to Matt and I. They still have some around. These are massive in person. Oh, yeah. The, the minimum curve radius blows my mind. <laughs> Me too. I'm a, I'd be almost It's like those Atlas Autoracks that we talked about in the last one. I'd be curious to see what 
they, they would look like an old 42, but it's whatever, uh, man. I'm convinced the overhang on these things are going to be horrendous. Oh, it's, for sure. Going, oh, watching one of these going around a curve is going to be like watching your uh, watching your uncle and your cousin trying to move a giant couch down the stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the best analogy I've ever heard. Yeah, that, that's good. <laughs> that is something. Oh, Holy my God. God. All right. Uh, Mandy C, what do you think, buddy? I I can safely say uh, these are the most unique engines in UP's entire history of locomotives, in my opinion. Um, I, I, I find it a little questionable with the uh, Alaska and the Santa Fe, but I digress. They, they, they are unique. They, they are fitting paint schemes to go onto a locomotive like this. I and I I do always love the yellow and blue Santa Fe. That's what I always grew up on. Um, I I I do love the UP with the United States flag on the side. With the that's always been a classic on almost every UP engine that has that that logo on the side. Uh, it's always really sharp and eye catching. Um, the beacon I want to see in person, like flashing. I think that's going to look awesome. Uh, these things are going to plume smoke like they do in real life so that that's if you want to smoke out a room get just use this but uh i digress with that uh overall a really uh cool engine who needs a who needs a fog machine when you got a dd35 exactly right. <laughs> i want to add this little uh little tidbit on there for for my two two cents on this but uh dd35 mm-hmm. cool engines not for me. I'm more of a fan of the DD40, uh, DDA40X. That's mostly because for me, a long engine needs to have a big engine, needs to have a big cab. And to me, when I look at these things, I see these little itty bitty cabs at the front, and I just I just see like pinhead with these engines. Um, <laughs> they're cool. Not for me, though. I will say the detail that Lionel added for the Alaska unit on the external uh, sandbox with the uh, the Alaska um, logo with the the guy on it, I think that's really cool. It's a very unique little detail that's only present on that engine. Oh yeah, hmm. that's really cool. All right, so next up we got a, a heavy hitter, at least for me anyway, the uh, uh, SW twelve hundred. So this engine, this is based on a number of various engines that they've done started off with the nw2 and i've got one of those and i love the thing it was probably my favorite small diesel i have the the thing runs so smooth so slow the thing oh god i love it it's fantastic and that this is based off of that which is based off this there's a hierarchy to this so they did the NW2 first back in 2016. Then they did the SW7 a couple years ago. Then in the last catalog, I believe it was, they did the SW8. And then they're doing the SW1200. So it's all basically the same kind of deal, um, just with other road names applied. So speaking of road names, we got Denver Rio Grande Western. Uh, from Matt R, we have EJ&E. For me, we have Penn Central. Uh, for Matt R again, we have BNSF. Yep. And for Matt R again, we got Santa Fe. <laughs> yep. And then we got US Steel. Really cool road names. Uh, Penn Central for me, hands down. Uh, Matt, let's hear it, buddy. 
Yeah, this is uh, this page is gonna kill me. <laughs> Come on, man. half half. There's six. There's six freaking road names here, and three of them are like, okay, yeah, I, I can definitely go for those. These oh, are yeah. these are fantastic. I I just there's nothing like a small little switcher on your layout, right? Just like, oh man, I, just, I love these little things and um, uh, fixed pilots. Oh yes, that, that, that was a yeah, thing I forgot. Yeah, oh yeah, fixed pilots. Yeah, I wanted to point absolutely. that out. Absolutely. I was surprised because Matt Z, you've been you've always been going how on did about I forget, that. Uh, how did I forget about that? I wanted to point that out how. just for you, buddy. Well, fixed I pilots, it, yeah. A fixed yeah. pilots and O thirty one minimum curve. You know, obviously because <laughs> it's smaller. A uh, single motor. Uh, so it's probably one of those where it has the motor in the, in the middle, and that it has the, uh, the like the, the diverging kind of uh, yeah yeah. Uh, gearing. That's, uh, the um, NW2 had that. It's got yep. the motors in the fuel tank on that one. Yep. It's like how Atlas did it. Really cool. Yep. And uh, like uh, smoke. There's obviously a smoke unit in this as well. Uh, yeah. Th- th- this is a this is a, a a home run here for me. Uh, definitely, probably the EJ and E. Um, and maybe one of the <laughs> one of the uh, BNSF for Santa Fe as well but uh yeah i'm definitely gonna get one of these these are awesome so mm-hmm. uh just a quick little tidbit the and i'm sure johnny definitely will know what i'm talking about uh the santa fe reminds me of oh i don't know maybe a certain i love toy trains uh uh scene maybe <laughs> just a little bit oh, just, just, just you smidgen. know what i'm talking about <laughs> just, just a smidgen <laughs> all right what are your thoughts man well, I, I'm i not going to lie. I, I only briefly perused past this page very quickly when I saw it this morning. And now that I'm taking a, de- a closer look, when, when, uh, when I was listening to you list off the introduction to these engines, I, I was like, oh, that's a cool road name. That's a cool road name. Oh, there's EJ and E. Well, there goes Matt's money. Oh, there's more. There goes more of Matt's money. It's like flying away. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, these are these are nice, <laughs> especially with the uh, the fixed pilots. That's that's going to be really attractive to a lot of the guys with the smaller layouts who want to have that scale detail that a lot of the guys with the bigger layouts are usually spoiled with. So that's going to be really cool. I, if I had to choose in one, ah, uh, EJ and E. I think that's the the most unique one here. Uh, the other ones I can I, I can pass up. But that safety first uh, U.S. Steel one as well. Like if you look at that front of that thing with all the safety stripes, like that thing is just all business. It, it yeah. just screams. Oh, yeah. Stay away from me. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Definitely. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I that one I really like. I I oh. always love when they uh, decide to release really small locomotives like this because it, it's it basically is a, a gateway for any single person out there that wants a legacy engine and also take into account the price on this thing. That is very very reasonable for a legacy diesel. Um, yeah. That is sure. ab- absolutely. You really want something that that scale detailed and it's going to run like flawlessly. This is definitely an engine to get. I love these type of diesels. These are some of my favorite uh, prototypes. Uh, I'm with you, Matt. I love the Penn Central. I love how it's the uh, the uh, red and white logo on the side. That is really mm-hmm. sharp, and the yellow handrails and everything. Uh, really awesome, but the EJ and E one, I'm, I'm with you guys too. That that is definitely the most unique one out of all of these, and the the safety first one, the uh, US Steel one's cool. 
Um, take into account also that not all of them have the uh, beacon on the top of the cab there. Some of them do, some of them don't. Um, that's that's, that's pretty cool. So I also like the uh, the Santa Fe one. Again, like I said on the last page, you can't go wrong with the blue and yellow Santa Fe colors. That's always a classic. Uh, and yeah, these are definitely uh, going to be a home run. It doesn't say anything if that beacon will actually flash, though. They might. All right, let's keep going here. We got a uh, another XMTH item here, the Sea Liner, and I know Maddie C, uh, DJ, and myself. I like this. Let's put it that way. Um, they are really cool, uh, and we'll go ahead and hit the road names here. Um, so for these units, we got um, two. Fully powered A's, uh, separate sales. So we got a uh, demonstrator version, uh, 4801 and 4802. Uh, These are all consecutive numbers, by the way. So we have uh, Pennsylvania with the Tuscan scheme with the train phone antennas. I love that one. Uh, 9570 and 71. Uh, And we have Canadian National, 6701 and 6705. Okay, so I lied. They're not all um sequential uh new york central that i know right (laughs) oh well uh new york central in the passenger gray that is gorgeous uh 4500 and 4502 for that one and then we have uh long island in the dashing dan uh 2001 and 2003 and then for the dashing dan long island we have passenger cars to go with it uh really cool um so uh Typical legacy features on this one, um, obviously being XMTH, they're going to do some fun things uh, with the engineering on this, so that'd be pretty cool. Uh, but overall, I'm really excited for these. Uh, Matt R., what do you think, buddy? Yeah, uh, you know, uh, I, I think they look cool. They're definitely my kind of style. Uh, obviously, there's there's no road names in here uh, for me, but, uh, you know, uh, if I were to pick one, you know, I actually, I actually like that Long Island <laughs> paint scheme. Uh, it just it, it, it's really eye catching for me. Uh, and uh, you know, the New York Central, uh, you know, Lightning too is 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 great as well. But uh, these are these are cool for sure. Uh, Johnny, these are very unique looking engines. They're not entirely to my my cup of tea. It's not my my taste, but. Uh, I will admit, I'm I'm gonna go the uh, the less uh, travel route. I'm gonna say I'm a big fan of that Canadian National one. Something about that paint scheme just makes it look really elegant and really like I don't know, posh looking. I, I like how that looks, especially with the the side grills, like with how they're silver as well. It really makes them stand out. But uh, not not anything for me particularly. So as a uh, maybe this is more of a an East Coast guy kind of thing. But for me, they're just they're just cool. Quick side note: You said posh, and that, and that that sounds like something else that we laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll tell you what I'm I am very happy that Lionel is bringing the Sea Liner back because for the longest time, uh, MTH had this on the back burner forever. They released them years and years ago, and in particularly the most desirable one that MTH released was the Long Island um, Titchy paint scheme which uh, me and DJ and RJ and several other guys are big fans of, which is the World's Fair scheme. Um, so this is, a, to me, this is a great engine, um, very unique compared to some other diesel engines out there. 
I would say the New York Central and the Long Island are probably the most uh, famous for, for these locomotives uh, compared to the other ones that they are suggesting here. Um, I really am happy that they're doing the Dash and Dan because uh, that particular paint scheme was used a lot during the the sea liner's lifetime the titchy paint scheme which is i think the more famous out of all the paint schemes that the long island used for this engine um this is the most prototypical one because this is the one as they how they were delivered and this is exactly the one that used it majority of its time on the island um these are really cool I, I absolutely love them. Uh, I'm very excited to see what Lionel is going to do with this tooling as far as the, the sound features and whatnot. I'm assuming it's going to be a very basic sound set compared to some other Lionel diesels. So I'm not super like like thrilled, like must have this engine. I will probably get it, but I'm also going to wait because I am in full belief that NASA Hobby is going to do an exclusive custom run of the other two paint schemes that the sea liner was in via the Titchy scheme, as I mentioned before, and the uh, Goodfella skin uh, paint scheme. Don't get me why they call it Goodfella; it has nothing to do with the movie. Um, but uh, something else to note while we're on this page: the passenger cars are officially licensed from the MTA. So uh, I believe these are also brand new tooling, if I'm not mistaken. I've never seen this coach used by Lionel before. So I, it leads me to believe these are brand new. Um, the paint scheme is perfect. Um, I'm really, I, they, they look great. The, you can't go wrong with the dashing Dan scheme. It's the most iconic uh, paint scheme Long Island ever had uh, for being, you know, just a commuter railroad. It's a very recognizable logo by many, many people. Um, and the cars that they are using here are definitely accurate to the Long Island. Um, these were basically the workhorse cars. This is pretty much what you would have seen standard on every single branch of the Long Island Railroad. Um, these are really sharp. I definitely am considering getting these despite what I, the hole I dug myself in for 90 already, but I, I might consider getting these cars down the road. I also like the, uh, the Fairbanks and Morse paint scheme that something about that just screams vintage, like the, uh, the deep green and the uh, mint green combination. Just, it's a very striking engine. It just really like directs your attention to the nose of the locomotive. Uh, very sharp. I'm again, I'm very happy that Lionel's got some MTH locomotive tooling here. And this was one I was really hoping they would bring back. Quick, uh, just a really quick uh, item for myself. I, <laughs> I can't get over the uh, the four trucks in the front and the six trucks in the back. It, That's it, typical. It's, it's, yeah, I know. I know. It's just it's oh, wow, very unique. It's, it's, yeah, it's very it's very unique looking. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said before, this is probably one of the most oddball diesels that was around in the late fifties, early sixties. This yeah. is like I said, I, the other railroads that they are showing here aren't as notable because New York central was the founder of this locomotive, I believe. And then long Island just inherited these and some, a uh, little history fact. Uh, this was one of the very few lo- locomotives that long Island actually like commissioned to have made specifically for their railroad. Um, and now they're offering these in a B in AA sets. Um, the long Island only use these as single units. So if you're somebody out there that wants to maybe get an AA, um, that's cool. 
Um, the Long Islands, once in the blue moon, did have AAs, but they never had them going back to back like you would typically see. They were mostly just individual because the Long Island Railroad didn't use like to be to put it lightly, they didn't really use like their their trains were not super long, and our railroad system isn't that large compared to say something like the Pennsylvania Railroad. It was only built for the Long Island like commuter system. So you would typically see just an individual locomotive because passenger trains on the Long Island Railroad dur- during the diesel era, you mainly saw like five, six, maybe seven coaches maximum. So the C-Liner's power was enough for just an individual unit to pull. But it is cool that they're offering AAs for the rest of them. That's probably prototypical to some of the other names that they're suge- they're showing off here. But like I said, again, I'm very happy they're bringing these back. For sure. There, I'm really excited that, like I said, the New York Central is really cool. I, I really like that a whole lot. So if we keep going here, uh, it's on page 32, by the way. Uh, we got New Haven. So we got a New Haven variant of the C-Liner. Now, I don't understand the... I love the McGinnis Green scheme, but I don't understand the cars. I, I, I'm not a New Haven expert, but I don't know if I quite think black and orange and a green and, and a yellow striped diesel go together, but it's whatever. Uh, it's prototypical, I'm sure. But uh, nevertheless, really cool. The cars are really fun. I'll just open this up to the floor with the passenger cars in particular. This, uh, is, a, this is a great Halloween set. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, I was just true. gonna say yeah, the yeah. same thing. <laughs> I look at the cars. I think Halloween cars. I look at the engine. I think squash. Is, is this a, <laughs> is this the Halloween set? Where where are we in the catalog? <laughs> I don't know. I, I will say this: the passenger cars, I believe, are just standard heavyweights. Like yeah. what we what we just saw on the previous page. I believe those are new tooling that they're using, but. Uh, this paint scheme is nice. It's a classic New Haven paint scheme as far as the passenger cars are concerned, but I don't see what Lionel's doing here, like doing this paint scheme to match with these cars. I don't think it works, but A, to each their own, somebody out there will buy it. Yeah. yeah. Joking aside, I I obviously said Halloween, but I actually, I kind of like, I like the contrasting colors of um, black and orange, but that's me. Mm -hmm. So Johnny. I'm indifferent. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shall we keep going? And we'll keep going, I sure. guess, with the, with the black and orange theme, because that, that makes sense, doesn't it? I, um, I don't know why I like black and orange. I, I don't I don't know. you got to fill me in on it sometime <laughs> off the air. I don't know, buddy. Sure. I'll let you know later. All right. 34. <laughs> and we'll kind of just round table these as well. Uh, BNSF Cole set. Uh, the Hands down, the best feature of this set, besides the cars and the engine, is the price 900 bucks for the legacy diesel, which complements the SC seventies. We saw earlier, uh, this is your third road number yeah. um, is the cars. The cars are really awesome. I know Matt, you really like this one. So this to me is like the spiritual successor to the, the TMCC 2002 or 2003 uh, Burlington Northern, um, Coltrane set, which I own. So it came with a, you know, an SD70, Burlington Northern SD70 Mac and six coal cars. So this is kind of like its future successor um, to take over the reins. And yeah, this is, uh, 
this is fantastic looking and the 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 cost is just ridiculous like if you add all these things together separately it is way over that that cost price point and then getting it pre-order for like $700 like how th- this is a good deal th- this is probably the best set deal in this catalog i'm going to say that uh, at least I for would, like what you agree. get like like what you get out of it like i mean so if we kind of just go you know, don't go back but obviously you know the st70 max were what like 650 dollars msrp something like that so yeah. i mean you know even for even if you took the msrp uh you know you're adding what 250 dollars and you're getting six like scale coal cars with coal loads and that coal load actually looks really good on there too Oh, really yeah. does. Um, I you know I you know it's I know it's a catalog picture, but the coal on there looks like it's a really nice detailed kind of coal load that you can put on those things. So uh, also this set the um, the last car it has an EOT flashing EOT on it as well. So. EOT and their uh, and they're the rotary coal cars. Yes, they are the rotary. The yes. Yep. 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 Yeah, I have I have around 12, 14 Burlington Northern cool cars and um i i actually love i love cool sets um i would consider this one there's there's an there's another set unfortunately that uh is at the top of my list but i will definitely put this on my consideration list this set to me is very reminiscent do you guys remember i think it was 2009 or 2010 they made that ns tank train set yeah i think so yeah This, this is very reminiscent of that as far as the price point you're getting like you guys touched on, I'm just going to echo here. Um, the the price you you cannot beat that, and the fact that you're getting the EOD device on one of these cars, like if they were to individually sell that car, you're looking at maybe like 120 dollars for for that kind of car or something like that. Um, so the fact you're just getting that as a bonus, it, you you can't beat that. If I was in the modern stuff, this would probably be one of the top sets I would want to buy. Oh yeah, and to kind of piggyback off of that, like if you're a guy who's doing who's mostly steam era and you or or transition era and you want to get one modern train, well, this is the best way to do it for the best bang for your buck. I mean, yeah, anybody who is lucky enough to be able to see trains on a daily basis, myself being one who gets stuck by trains on a daily basis while trying to do my job of delivering stuff, um, <laughs> coal trains are a common sight, and what better way than to get a full BNSF coal train? I mean. What, like six cars like that's that's awesome and for the price you, you just can't go wrong with that i mean come on now and uh and speaking of uh comparison uh maddie see that you brought up the the uh the other tank the tank train set is that um i actually have a couple years ago they came out with the bnsf es44 ac with the tank chain uh tank train set which had um two buffer cars and then four uh tankers as well and uh, I believe that was around the same price. It was around, mm, I'm going to say around $900. It might have been $1,000, actually. So it might have been a little bit. I think it was actually, you know what? It was $999. So it was actually $100 more than this one. And uh, so, yeah, I- I'm going to echo what all you guys said. This is the price here on this thing, um, especially the pre-order price, is out is just ridiculous. If you're looking for bang for your buck, th- this is the set to get. For sure. And uh, speaking of that, uh, we got a really cool set. I know, Matt R., you're thrilled as all get out on this one. Uh, It's the Burlington Northern Hustle Muscle set. And 
What I just realized right now, looking at this, I did a quick glance at this thing early when it came out. These car- this is like a heritage set all in one go. Yes. I did not realize that until right now. So we basically got a, uh, I call it an XGN uh, SD45, wouldn't you probably say? It, it, um, it is it is the it is the actual uh, Great Northern Hustle Muscle SD45, but when Burlington Northern took over, they just converted it the colors and they and they kept the name on it. Cool. Then we got the um, uh, let me get the name of this right. Uh, Fleck fifty uh, foot Fleck car with the fire truck, and the fire truck is the MTH tooling, by the way. Uh, cylindrical hopper, um, box car, and the camera caboose, which I love the camera caboose. Uh, this is a beautiful set. If you want, like I said, like a heritage kind of thing. Uh, really cool. Uh, all right, let's open it up. Uh, I guess we'll go with Matt R just because why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is uh, so. This is the set I was talking about earlier. That this is def- this is the one that I'm buying. Speaking of not bang for your buck, but uh, <laughs> it's 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 a little it's a little higher than it should be. But uh, regardless, this is this is amazing, and it was the um, the heritage cars that kind of like drew me to it and also the fact that it's the hustle muscle sd45 i mean how do you go wrong but i'll tell you what that caboose uh matt uh, manny z you're spot on i i like that caboose i like that sps caboose that is really cool looking it is very heritage of this set um and you know when you get burlington or heritage stuff you know that sps is usually kind of left behind you know what I mean? And 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 so Frisco too. So I'm kind of glad that they put SPS and Frisco in this set. I think that's super awesome. Now, the odd one in this set is definitely that you know, that flat car with the fire engine. I just it's it's cool. I do like it. It to me it seems a little bit out of place. Yeah, I agree. Uh, regardless, uh, I am 100% this is the set that I'm getting out of this catalog. Uh, at the top of my list for sure and um yeah i can't say enough good things about this this is a really cool set that oh, yeah. fire that fire truck is definitely a little bit of a oddball in this one is it is it even like correct period wise as far no. as i no i i period wise no but during the uh lcca summit uh lionel did like a uh, big spiel as the history behind this fire truck apparently the particular one in question that's on the uh flatbed there there's a history as to why they're putting it in the set i don't remember the whole thing so i would say you would have to look up why they put it on this i'm with you guys it's very weird that they're doing it i mean um it's a nice flat car like if you wanted to put like like uh semi like if you want to put like tractor trailers on this and take the fire truck off then there you go like you can have a nice uh scale piece of rolling stock but the fire truck doesn't make any sense to me no, I, that one I can't wrap my head around that. But. Maybe the the hustle is the the fire truck, and the muscle is the engine. There you go. Maybe, yeah, maybe I don't know. Alrighty, let's uh, keep it rolling here. So, uh, this one's uh, this next set's really cool. We're on page thirty eight for this one. Just uh, can I can I say oh, one more on. thing? I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Just Talk just so that. you know the um, so before that, how uh, Burlington Northern um, took it over. It was it was it was Great Northern Hustle Muscle, and it was number four hundred. So. Okay. Uh, obviously, you know, that's kind of, you know, if you know Great Northern, then you know the number 400 was the Hustle Muscle. When it retired, uh, they donated it back to the Great Northern Museum and they repainted it back to the uh, Great Northern paint scheme and they put road number 400 back on it. 
Quite oh, nice. cool. That's yeah. awesome. awesome. All right, so we got a uh, really cool set here. This is on page 38. Uh, this is the Cambria and Indiana Bicentennial Coltrane set. Uh, this one's really cool. So we got the SW1200, which for some reason says SW9 in the catalog. But for locomotive features, it says CSW1200. So I'm guessing it was kind of like the other versions, the NW2, the SW series previously. You know, kind of that same kind of vein uh, deal. It's all basically the same uh, design as far as engine, but the prototype was a little bit different. But in any event, we got the engine, and we have... Uh, four of these diecast uh, AAR two bay hoppers. I have one of these, and there's later, there's more later on in the book. Beautiful car. I love these. Um, then we got a uh, offset steel caboose. Uh, really, really cool stuff. So I'll open the floor on this one. I'm I'm very in- happy that they that they with the coal cars for sure. These are beautiful, beautiful cars. Uh, probably some of the nicest uh, coal cars you can get on the market. Uh, the set itself is uh, patriotic, to say the least. Um, not my cup of tea. It's uh, certainly a nice-looking paint scheme, but uh, I don't know. Some doesn't really strike my fancy. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat with this uh, with this set. It's really nice, really eye-catching, but uh, not, not for me personally. Just, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, this, it, 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 it's pretty cool. Um, it's a cool set. Uh, the one thing I have though is why are two of the why are two of the freaking two bay hoppers black and everything else is a freaking <laughs> spirit of American Railroad? Like, what? Why, why don't you just make four flag cars? Why? I think, I think in the in little bio it says they I think they only did two of them in that paint scheme. All right, okay, all right, well, then. They should have done four of them. They should have. It would make the set look more consistent, but historical it's, accuracy. I know that just it look. You're right. It looks very inconsistent. Like I look at that, and I'm very kind of like, uh, what's going on here, guys? You forgot some. Yeah, it's cool though. It's very cool though. It, I love the. You know, I love these colors. I love anything that's like bicentennial and stuff like that. So, kudos to for the for the color on the actual like SDW nine or. 1500 or whatever they want to call it yeah it's uh, i like the stripes and the yeah. grills yep me too oh yeah it's really nice all right so page 40 uh johnny i think we got a set here you like uh what? this is the grand what? canyon what? railway uh no he don't like this one set. nah what's the point of, <laughs> this, I don't, this ain't I don't for him at all this isn't fit I, his collection I, whatsoever i poo poo no. at it <laughs> <laughs> he spits in his general direction <laughs> <laughs> it's a really cool set. If nothing it is. else, it's beautiful. Matt, Matt, what do you think? <laughs> I I like it a lot. I think it's I think it's nice. I'm sure there's definitely a market for this. Uh, they're using what again I believe to be the new passenger car tooling. Uh, very very nice, very sharp set. For sure, really cool. Yeah, the, the, this set is this set is amazing looking, and. Uh, you know, if you can get this for around in the eleven hundred dollar range, and that's that's a home run. I mean, legacy, you know, two eight zero with whistle steam and four eighteen inch passenger cars. I mean, you know, home run right here. So I think Charles Rowe has it going for a thousand. That's that, that's, so. a that's, awesome. that's a steal. That's a steal. That's a steal for all those cars. Yeah. 
the thing that gets me, because there, there, there are suckers to get these, and that sucker is named Johnny, and he's going to buy this set because he's a sucker, um, which is, I love something about the engine that with the bell on the front and the way they have the headlight just really makes it pop. And I just love how beefy it makes the engine look. It's it's the same like uh, consolidations as before, but it, that and plus the the uh, oil tender, or technically the uh, converted vegetable oil tender, technically, um, really makes it pop. And the thing that if I wasn't already hook, line, and sinker for this set already, if you look at the description, it says uh, was it a steam locomotive with uh, X. Southern Pacific commuter cars, which is something you do not see very often from Lionel or MTH. So, unfortunately, my wallet seems to be going into witness protection again. So, this is going to be a set. <laughs> I will... It wasn't enough. <laughs> it wasn't enough. Um, if I'm curious, if um, I believe it was Mr. Muffin who might be making uh, Frisco uh, consolidations, if he can do it in the similar style of the arrangement of this engine. Um, for potentially uh, a Frisco paint scheme with the bell over the front of the boiler. I, I I might be a little bit more broke than I already will be. So this is a set <laughs> that I, for sure, I, I, I got to get. The more I'm saying it out loud, the more I'm selling myself on it. So <laughs> even, oh, yeah. even, at, uh, even at the 1299 MSRP, if you would add up all these items individually, it's, it's, it's around 1500 bucks. So... Even the MSRP right now, if you bought it at this, you would still get it a one heck of a deal. So now it looks like I gotta dig a canyon in my uh, in my layout. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> sounds sounds like a plan to me. <laughs> I can't wait to run this set at Johnny's house. Oh I no, know, no, right? I'm not setting the expectation. No, I have to. Get oh, it. oh no! <laughs> yeah, you're screwed. You're just screwed now, buddy. All right, so I'm going to kind of lump the next section together. Um, so I'm going to scroll through everything we got here. So we got wood-sided two-pack. Uh, these are the 64-foot cars like we talked about earlier. And we got a bunch of rolling stock. So I'm going to lump all the rolling stock together uh, just to make it just to make time go by a little quicker here. Okay. Uh, so we got four-door high-cube boxcars. These are the 86-foot style boxcars. We got more of them with uh, graffiti. We got the Hobo Sound box cars. We got more of the diecast uh, AAR cars, and we got cylindrical hoppers. Uh, the fifty-foot uh, flat cars with the fire truck, and then the Cupa Cam cabooses. Uh, like I said before, um, MT Lionel is fully going to use this MTH uh, wood-sided tooling. So this is a fine example of that. They're doing Pennsylvania and Boston and Maine, which Boston and Maine is actually the um, the prototype cars to what Strasburg has. They're ex-Boston and Maine cars. So if you want a more prototypical train and you have like a Boston and Maine locomotive that you want to use, then these are the cars for you. The Penzi ones look nice with the... Uh, old school greenish trucks that these actually would go really nice with the uh, previously released uh, uh, 440 brass hybrid that came out. The Penzi one, this, these cars will look really nice with that. Uh, these are uh, just for me. Uh, these are, these are all great. Um, I'll just let you know. I mean, the hobo, the rock Island hobo sound box car. Um, I'll be getting that one for, for sure. Uh, those are, 
$190 though, but so hopefully they sound good. I <laughs> want to know what the sound set's going to be on those. I'm sure you know how Lionel is lately with some of their sound cards. They have a ton of fun at the office with recording that stuff. So I'm really curious what the, the chatter of the hobos are going to be. And maybe like if they have a oh sequence boy. where like a, a rail police officer like tries to say, get out of the car or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I like what they – from the descriptions alone. So they, they said that they will uh, – so if – I think it says when the train's rolling, you'll hear harmonica sounds. And then when the train stops, you'll hear – so when the car's idle, you'll hear hobo camp sounds that's or awesome. freight sounds that's, in motion. That's, that's awesome. That's that's already a winner right there. Like that's the, like harmonica sounds like when it's playing when it's moving. Okay, yeah, you you had you had me at harmonica. I imagine some Wonderful. some campfire sounds too. <laughs> yeah. as well, as, I, the uh, these are the best wieners I ever had. <laughs> so what if, if, you, uh, if you have a if you have a, a Lionel kitchen car, you'll you'll know where that reference is for. Oh from, yeah, so. I have that car. That's a hysterical <laughs> the, that car. Yeah, I have the UP one. It's. <laughs> It's 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 a, it's actually a really good car. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting I'm getting one for sure. That's not even a question. So yeah, bye I wonder bye, if money. the uh, I wonder if the harmonica will be in the style of Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <laughs> the four door the four four door excuse me the four door high cube box cars are really cool with the graffiti on them. Yeah, oh, those yeah. are really cool. If you're a modern yep. person, hands down, those yep. you gotta get them. Hi, Jason. <laughs> uh, jason's got choice words for you after that but okay <laughs> looks like in the uh some of the was did we did we did you mention the the cabooses matt i'm, I'm sorry if uh, I, I did bring... the uh camera cabooses i forgot to mention the ca ones though those okay. are xmth tooling the ca ones if you if you want the 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 lucky folks who are getting a, a Strasbourg ninety. If you got the great uh, was it Great Western? Has yes. Yep. There's there's a matching caboose in here as well for you. Hmm. Very cool. The UP and Southern Pacific ones are nice. I would imagine you would want to get the Southern Pacific one to go with the cab forwards and the UP ones for the nine thousand series. Exactly. Look at that. Uh, Lionel's got you covered for better or for worse. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think uh, everything else looks pretty, uh, pretty standardized. You know, there's a whole page of, uh, you know, uh, gondola, gondola, what do you want to say? Um, you know, the coal cars, obviously, uh, those look really great. Um, yeah, I mean, just your standard kind of scale uh, equipment here. Uh, you know, there's not it's not as much as there was in the in the uh, the volume one catalog, but um, there's a lot of good offerings here. My only thing I find weird, if you look at the uh, the standard O rotary gondola gondola cars, they're putting Pennsylvania on them. I don't know how I feel about that. Hmm. Well, it's definitely not a tingly, heartfelt feeling. So, no, it's not. <laughs> it. it I, I'll, I'll keep it PG. Let's leave it at that. All right. It's it's more of a rage. <laughs> All right, so that takes care of the rolling stock section and takes care of the scale section of those catalogs. So I'm going to uh, transfer the mic over back to uh, Matt R, and uh, he will narrate the traditional section as well as the uh, buildings and accessory section. So take it away, Matt. Cool. Thanks, uh, Matt Z. Okay, so uh, let's flip over to page 62, and we'll go ahead and look at the Hudsons. So uh, these all have Lion Chief Plus 2.0 uh they have the lionel voice control 
Uh, these obviously have the new, you know, with Line Chief Plus 2.0, you can operate them via Team CC. Uh, these will have like the five whistles, the five bells. Um, these are cool. Uh, I'm not really like the one thing that kind of uh, pops out at me is that price, like six hundred dollars. You're, yeah. you're you're kind of pushing, you're kind of pushing the envelope a little there because you know what? For another hundred and fifty dollars, I can get a legacy with whistle steam. <laughs> So, yeah, true. like, yeah. you know, I don't understand. I don't understand this price point. All the, now, again, you know, this will probably be like maybe five fifty or five twenty or maybe four ninety nine. I don't know. Uh, they look great. I think they're a little bit on the pricey side as far as like, you know, you're getting a semi scale engine here as well. No whistle steam, but uh, you know, for those folks with the smaller layouts, these are obviously like really good fits there's a lionel lions one so that's like kind of like a, a nod like to the you know to the old uh hudson's um and then i'll flip over to the other page and then i'll get your guys' thoughts so uh on the yeah. flip side on page 63 um this is cool and and this is going to be i think probably the most popular uh lion chief item uh out of this catalog and that's the genesis uh, and these are all semi-scale uh, Amtrak Genesis models, and um, yeah, these 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 are great. I, I you know again, and they're priced a little bit better, so they're you know they're <coughs> excuse me, three, two, one. Uh, yeah, they're priced a little bit better, so they're at you know four hundred and fifty bucks. So expect these to be maybe around like the four hundred dollar mark, and uh, yeah, they'll safe on O thirty one curves, uh, marker lights, cab light, ditch lights. Uh, dual motors in these and uh yeah these are um these are going to be really popular i can tell you that uh what do you guys think they're cool i mean uh the hudson's always a fan favorite you know like you said land alliance not to the post war one of course uh the genesis uh that's an xmth tooling as well uh which is really cool that they're actually getting use out of the uh genesis tooling for that because it's a nice engine for what it is um so it's really cool to see that they're bringing that one to use really cool stuff this uh lion chief 2.0 I, I know that we all have at least one thing from that uh line uh, actually we all have the 060t in some form or fashion <laughs> yep <laughs> yep uh, <laughs> yes we do and i think we all can agree that these engines are really cool they're feature packed and the prices really aren't half bad for these for what you're getting really cool stuff here oh yeah and with the uh with the Hudsons, I'm 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 trying to be a little bit more optimistic on these ones because I'm thinking about how good of a sound set we're on those 060Ts and how much better it'll sound with a bigger speaker. So I'm trying to imagine almost legacy level sounds in one of these little engines, and I'm, I'm curious what that'll sound like because looking at the the Junior Burks, those came out pretty nicely. Uh, those engines sounded great. So I'm, I'm wondering, one, what kind of sounds I'll put in this engine and what it'll sound like. Because my brain automatically thinks of the original Lion Chief Plus Hudsons and how they sounded. But I got to I gotta separate that from this because they're they're going to sound a heck of a lot better. I, sure. I'm on the fa- I'm, I'm with you there, Johnny. I think this is probably going to be something a little better than the first go around of the Hudsons. Um, for that price point, I want to think so. Because uh, if you guys remember... The 120th anniversary set that they did a while back with the uh, F3s, that uh, post-war style set, 
if you listen to the sound set of those F units, they basically are legacy engines for like half the price of what a what a scale F3 would sound like. So I'm wondering, are they going to put that level of sound effects into this Hudson? Like, are we going to get like, you know, the uh, the screw the 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 sound that the engine makes where it's going over like a, a piece of track where it sounds like it's creaking, like it's making that creaking, scraping sound and like the 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 trucks making a squealing sound. Are, are we going to get stuff like that in this engine? Like I, 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 I'm going to be optimistic with it. I'm going to wait and see what these sound like when they release. Um, I'm sure at some point uh, they're going to do like a product sample on demos with Dave. So at some mm-hmm. point when Dave reveals these, I will be more optimistic as far as they sound. And as far as the Genesis, I think this is going to be like a slam dunk. I think this is going to be a very hot seller as far as Lion Chief engines because there's a ton of people out there that want Amtrak locomotives but maybe or can't get a like a mth premiere or Lionel or you know something of just scale so this is probably the next best bet and obviously the lighting features alone is going to have ditch lights it's going to have marker lights and a headlight it's going to have a lot of awesome stuff in it so i'm, I'm very excited to see how these are going to come out these look great all the paint schemes are awesome uh but yeah we'll, we'll see oh yeah the uh, the Union Pacific paint scheme for that Hudson, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't that kind of a little bit of a nod to the uh, f- famous American Railroad sets that they did? Because didn't they have a? a I Hudson? believe they yeah. did have yeah. a paint scheme like this in the MPC era. Yes. Makes so, sense. No to smoke me. reflectors. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to the uh, next page here, sixty-four and sixty-five. And um, we got some army stuff here, folks. Uh, this looks really cool. Uh, even an army freight, um, I'm sorry, a, a military surplus store as well. And we have a army missile flat car. And then we have the star of the page, which is the army freight lion chief set. This looks pretty sweet. Uh, uh, the star of this set here is obviously that searchlight caboose with the, I believe that is an AA gun on there. I, I, maybe somebody can... Uh, looks to be an AA. Well, it looks like an AA. I mean, it makes sense with the searchlight, right? And you're looking for like enemy aircraft and stuff. This uh, this looks good. This looks awesome. This looks cool. Uh, thoughts? I I like how they're starting to kind of bring back some action cars because uh, you can see they're bringing the uh, the old missile launching car, which is really awesome. I have always said to people, I think if anything's going to keep kids really engaged in the hobby. Give them something else to do than just run their train in a circle. Give them like something to put themselves more immersed with what they're doing. And this is a perfect example of that. Having like a military theme, because let's be honest, there's going to be tons of boys out there that play with uh, military toys and whatnot. So if they want to add a military train to like their army or whatever they got, you know, this is perfect. Oh, yeah. Like imagine this, like. You know, if if Lionel really wants to go the extra mile, this is not a big deal. Like mom and pop can do this easy too. You know, get your get go get a pack of dollar store uh, army guys. They'll fit perfectly yep. with this set. Exactly. And yeah, I took I, I'm with 100 percent with Maddie C with with what he said with the starter sets. Like yeah, themes can only take you so far. And I I'm not gonna bash like the the themes because you know like uh, we've had discussions before like the Frozen sets, Littlest Pet Shop or 
uh, you know, uh, Toy Story, those sets, they, they do get the attention of people. But I i am with Maddie C that they, you need more than just a theme and just an oval track. You got to put something in there. got to add that play value because, you know, you got to give getting them into the hobby is one thing. But keeping their attention and fueling their imagination is what will keep them in there for the long haul. So I love this set. Yeah, I think uh, the one thing that I would probably, at least my opinion, is they probably could have dropped that, uh, you know, that uh, transport, that uh, box car with the ammunition and stuff and and maybe just added in like a flat car with a tank on it or a Jeep, like some kind of vehicle they could take off and play with. Or maybe they could have just added added an additional add-on car where, you know, it had like a vehicle on it. Is that and an then they, you know, car? I... It, I, like I don't. It. I don't they got know. Stuff later, further on in the catalog with that explode. That's hmm. the missile range, but that's weird. later. It's an ammunition stock car. Yeah, it doesn't look. Like, it looks like such a standard stock car. Yeah, if they added yeah. an exploding yeah. box car, well, there you go. It's kind of a that would be cool. That? Yep. All right, let's move on to page sixty-six and sixty-seven. Uh, this is the Pennsylvania page. Seems so. We have a Pennsylvania passenger station. And then underneath that, we have the Pennsylvania Keystone Lion Chief Bluetooth 5.0 set. So this has the upgraded Bluetooth 5.0, which, again, um, allows for additional features like the voice streaming and recording feature. So you can put your, you know, record your voice and like play it through the through the train, which it, which is actually a good, good feature. Uh, uh, definitely for kids and, you know, and adults, if you like that, that, that sort of thing. So. <clears throat> The only thing that's worth uh, noting on this page is if you look at the passenger station, this is going into some more MTH tooling that Lionel recently acquired. Uh, this is the MTH uh, passenger station. Well, one of them, MTH made two different types. So this this is cool to see that they're going to start reusing some of it. So that's pretty cool. Yep, yep. Okay. Um 68 and six page 68 69 we got some rolling stock some uh traditional rolling stock uh you know pretty cool uh that angela uh trotta thomas gg1 boxcar is really cool looking um got another anniversary boxcar so we got a union pacific 160th anniversary and i tell you those smithsonian boxcars actually i kind of like so uh on 69 are these the typical personal personalized uh, cars that they have on uh you know every catalog <laughs> and let's move to page 71 and we're gonna have some accessories so here's that uh here's some of those military accessories and uh as johnny stated before there's an exploding ammunition dump and uh let's see uh, guys, any thoughts here? Not too much, honestly. Uh, like I said before, it's nice to see we're going to get some of the MTH uh, tooling from their uh, building range, which is nice. If we go to the next page, you can see that they have the barn, which is, to me, one of the nicest buildings MTH makes. I don't know if you guys have ever seen one in person, but these are really, really detailed models. Yeah, so that's on page 75. That I when they showed that in the uh, in the YouTube stream, uh, I actually love that barn. I think that's a real that, that's beautiful. Um, Dude, I actually Christmas one's really cool. I mean, the price tag is a bit high. I mean, for 169 bucks, you know, uh, I, I'm not going to go into uh, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm not going to make this a buildings podcast, but, uh, you know, it's a little on the high side, uh, but it does have LED uh, shrink lighting. So it's a, a really cool holiday barn. And um, it transitioned to uh, the burning house below. I guess they revamped the uh, smoke units on that. So apparently it'll smoke you out of the room. Uh, <laughs> at least that's what uh, that's what Dave said. So really cool i mean it's nice that they're actually going to catalog and produce it this time because if you guys remember like two catalogs back this was uh cataloged and they canceled it yeah so it's nice that this is coming back and the christmas barn looks fantastic it's got you can't see it really on the render but if you zoom in on it it has led christmas lights all over the place this is going to be if you're doing a christmas like polar express type of layout this is a must-have this thing looks great for sure yep Yep, and I'm and I apologize. I, I did jump over from the previous page onto the Christmas one, but uh, it it's the same barn except it has all the Christmas uh, lights on it as well. So, all right, cool. if we want to uh, skip over to page seventy six and seventy seven, uh, seventy six has those. Uh, well, these are the little fire trucks, fire trucks that are on top of those uh, flatbed trailers. So, um, yeah, it's you know, and so there's some uh, some billboards here. There's a uh, truss uh, through truss bridge kit. Uh, that is a old I mean, tooling that uh, that truss bridge that has been in catalogs yeah. since like 2005, I believe. Yeah, yeah, that's OG. That, that's actually one. that's actually the bridge that I have on my layout. <laughs> uh, m- minus the uh, minus the uh, the rock piers, uh, uh, and uh yeah it's unfortunately needs to be uh be removed soon because it uh it is uh, uh some of the higher rolling stock cannot pass through underneath that so uh all right so let's uh that actually actually that uh, that does it for uh, o gauge so hey. uh you know what i'm going to go ahead and go around the room and um, uh just do a, a round table here and get everyone's thoughts uh, items that you already bought or pre-ordered uh, and things that may be on your maybe list and just some kind of closing thoughts uh, for yourself. So I'll start with, uh, I'll start with our guests. Uh, Maddie C, go ahead. Um, overall, this is a great catalog. Obviously it's a little lighter than what volume one is, but that's to be expected. Most of the time when Lionel does a volume one, they usually showcase a very very a large amount of product that's going to come out over the course of the year um but the volume two this is definitely awesome obviously i think it's not really even a contest i think we all can agree that probably the highlight or the shocker of the catalog is lionel going all out on number 90 um great great engine i pre-ordered that as well as the add-on two pack i already have a couple of uh, strasburg cars so i wanted to get a couple more to make my train a little longer and i pre-ordered the philadelphia and reading uh uh observation car which looks going to be going to be great to have and then as far as maybes go maybe down the road after releases after these models all get released I would consider getting the C-Liner. Like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm kind of waiting to see if NASA Hobby is going to do um, extra exclusives of the other two paint schemes that the C-Liner was known for wearing. Um, So I kind of want to see what those would look like as a render. Um, But I definitely want to get those uh, passenger cars that they showcased on the C-Liner page. Those look absolutely awesome. I've been waiting for them to make a style of Long Island car like that. 
Um, and then maybe I would look into a 280 down the road because for that price point, that is awesome. That Santa Fe one's really speaking to me. But uh, overall, man, this is uh, it's been a qu- quite a quite a year for Lionel as far as the the two catalogs they've released. They have went all out as far as what they're producing over the next uh, year and a half, two years, and we'll. Uh, it, it's I can't wait to see all of these engines actually in person. All right, awesome. And uh, how about yourself, Johnny? Well, like I said before, my must-get of this catalog has to be the Grand Canyon Railway Steam Passenger Set. I, uh, I, I'm sold on it. It's the engine's so cool. The cars are awesome, and I just scream scenic railroad, which is right up my alley. Uh, this catalog was really great. A lot of awesome items, and a lot for for both uh, people on on uh, both sides of the country. So us Midwest guys, I'd say we're just as satisfied as the East Coast guys were with their uh, Strasburg stuff. Um, tons of uh, nice uh, niche railroads as well for those who are fans of those, and lots of just awesome steam and diesel. I I know that I'm 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 pretty confident in saying that us steam guys were just as satisfied as a modern diesel guy like you over there, Matt R, was satisfied. To, maybe with too much of an abundance of uh, BNSF for you over there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And uh, Maddie Z, what you think, man? I think this catalog is really good. Um, I think overall, I'd have to say that the, I think the rolling stock for me is the big highlight. Um, I think all the different cars they're doing are really cool. Uh, steam, uh, really nice. Like I said, that, uh, breast hybrid 90, um, for those who like it, fantastic. Um, you know, so it's not really my thing, but if you enjoy it, by all means have at it, uh, diesels. I love that SW 1200. I'm definitely going to go in for one of those. Um, really, I think it was a great catalog. Uh, the big shocker I think though, was the MTH tooling. I, I didn't really see that coming as, as much as I thought it was going to come in this catalog i knew they were going to get some stuff but what i didn't know and how quickly it was going to turn out turns out to be this catalog very surprising to me but overall really good stuff i like it a whole lot yep and i agree uh definitely the the must buy for me is definitely going to be that hustle muscle sd45 burlington northern set and um, i definitely will look into that santa fe 280 i think that's a really great deal uh, you know, best kind of a bang for your buck uh, legacy engine with whistle steam. And uh, I agree with the the rest of the team here. Uh, this has been a, a very, uh, you know, very good year for Lionel catalogs. Lionel seems to be listening to their customers and putting out stuff that people want and not just stuff that they're, uh, you know, throwing at the dartboard and saying, hey, let's just put this out there. Somebody might buy it. So, um yeah, so kudos to them. Uh, so far, so good. Uh, you know, hopefully it can. Hopefully their trend continues, right? So, um, but uh, that pretty much wraps up this 2021 Volume Two catalog. Uh, before we get into uh, some of the uh, social media stuff, uh, I wanted to thank both Johnny and Maddie C for coming on to the podcast. Uh, you guys were fantastic. Thanks, guys. We loved hearing your opinions uh, and kind of what you thought about the catalog. You know, having two uh, Midwest West guys and two East Coast guys, I think, played out very, very well uh, because, you know, the entire 
you know, model railroading is all based on, you know, when it comes down to it, it's an individual thing as well, because everyone has their loves for certain railroads. And uh, it, it really showed tonight, uh, you know, the, the different opinions and what people like and what people didn't like. So, uh, again, we really appreciate you guys coming on. With that said, um, Maddie C., uh, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on YouTube at Maddie C. Trains, and you can also find me on Instagram at Maddie C. Trains. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Johnny, how about yourself? Uh, well, you can find me at uh, Automus on YouTube. That's A-U-D-A-M-U-S. And on Instagram, you can find me at Automus underscore trains for uh, daily updates or more frequent updates than when I upload videos. Uh, Matt Z. You can find me on YouTube under Matt-TrainLover9943. You can also find me on Facebook under the same name. All right, and I can be found on YouTube at West Chicago Model Railroad. Uh, I'm under Facebook under the same name. And if you want to find me on Instagram, just do a search for WCMRR. Uh, and just to note, again, there is a Matt and Matt O-Scale Train Podcast Facebook page. Uh, if you just do a search for Matt and Matt O-Scale Podcast, uh, you'll bring us up. Uh, all of our episodes are actually on that Facebook page. So if you are on Facebook and you want to listen to one of our podcasts, you can click it right from there. Uh, we post updates on there as well. So, you know, please uh, like us and, uh, you know, leave a comment on Facebook too. If you, uh, you know, the one thing about uh, having a podcast here is getting feedback on what people want to uh, listen to. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're one half of this podcast, right? Because, uh, not only do you need uh, podcasters, but you also need an audience and listeners out there. And, uh, we want to make sure that we're bringing you guys, uh, really good content and stuff that you want to hear. So please leave us feedback, uh, give us a rating on, uh, iTunes or Google. If you're using one of those, you can also, you know, uh, follow us and leave comments on Podbean, which is our kind of home base for our podcast. With that said, uh, everyone have a wonderful night. Take good care. At the joy they had found, then they spoke up.